Good morning, I'm Crystal DeHunt. Welcome to GC365 today. I have a very special guest. You notice your screen looks a little bit different today because our guest is from the East Coast and you guys will recognize her name because she's here with us every day almost on the GC365. So who's with me? Hello from Virginia, from Karen Grimsley. Yay, Karen. So we have day 298. There's only 365 days in a year, guys. We are almost done. I don't know yeah. what we're all going to do at eight o'clock in the morning come January 1st, but start all over again, <laughs> start all over again, do something new. Maybe we'll have something else exciting that goes live at eight o'clock in the morning for you, for us all to stay together. Right. Sounds so good. tell us. Jeremiah 48 and 49, Karen, what, what did you feel like the overarching theme was? My initial reaction, bad, <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad, bad, punish, punish, punish. Yeah. I just kind of thought wrath and that might even be what we named this day today, day 298 wrath, because I feel like that is just all there was in lots of wrath yeah and the part that upsets me is when it, it says even the little ones and like you and i talked about it's punishing people for their boastful pride punishing them for worshiping idols but little ones don't know that i mean i don't like that the little ones were also being punished well, and they, they just follow, right? They, they know what their parents have taught them. Yes, that's true. Right. So it was really interesting to me. Um, we talked about this a little bit, so I brought it because I, I told you I would tell you what it was. Um, the study guide. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I couldn't remember. I was going to tell Karen, we talked about this, what volume or what um, book I use, but it's the life application study Bible. And you guys, if you ever, this is like the best tool you can have. Because at the beginning of each chapter, it kind of gives you a little bit, or at the beginning of each book, sorry, it gives you a little bit of who wrote it, why they wrote it, what was happening at the time. And then you read the verses and under the verses, it gives you, hey, you know, if you're confused about verse number two, here's what we think, here's some history, here's some things that were happening at the time. Sometimes there's little maps. I know you can't see this very well. Look at that. There's little maps. Um, it's just, it's super helpful if you really want to dig in because I know sometimes I'll, I'll go, oh, what does that mean? And I'll Google it. And I'm like, okay, well, I still don't know what that meant because there's 37 different versions of what that meant or I don't find anything. So like application. Really helpful because I've had the same thing. I don't understand sometimes or know what they're talking about. And when I Google it, it gives me references that have nothing to do with the Bible. It's like, mm -hmm. I know more about different things around Moab and places that are called Moab that had nothing to do with the Bible. Because Moab, Utah? Yeah, Utah. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. It's great. It's a beautiful place, but that's not what we're talking about when it says Moab right. in the Bible, right? Right, right. Um, so chapter 48 and 49, I just from my life application study Bible, learned a few things. So I wanted to share those. The Ammonites and the Moabites are both descendants of um, Lot. 
But if you remember when we read his story, both of these tribes are descendants of Lot through the relationships, the incestuous relationships with his daughters when they thought that they were the only people left and they got him drunk and slept with him and he didn't even remember. And they, lo and behold, had children and children upon children upon children from that. And so that the start wasn't great for either of these countries or tribes or whatever they are. And then they worship Chemosh, they worship Moloch. They, they're not really worshiping God the way that they're supposed to. Um, and Chemosh and Moloch, or Moloch, or however we say that, um, they both sacrifice their children. That was part of the religion of these people, of these gods. Um, the Moabites, this was super interesting to me, actually joined the um, band of raiders that came from Nebuchadnezzar. And if you remember that, Nebuchadnezzar sent these raiders into Judah um, to destroy Jerusalem, and they took many, 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 many Hebrews captive. That's where we get the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, they were then later conquered by Babylon and ceased to exist as a nation. So it's just, it's like that, that whole beginning was flawed and nobody ever changed it or turned back to God or kind of went, what in the world are we doing? They just kept sinning and worshiping these idols. And, you know, you can only do that for so long. And God is like, Enough. okay, Enough. especially old Testament. God is like the wrath new Testament. God is you're not getting into heaven. And, and there were, so many chances given, which we've been reading about so many chances given before he got to the wrath. So that's the part that I don't understand. He kept warning and warning and warning about worshiping all these idols. And I guess they just weren't listening very well because they kept doing it, even though he would punish them. And then they would do it some more and get punished again. It was like an ongoing thing. Right. Well, it's, and it's just like the Israelites in their 40 years in the desert, right? They're like, we just keep complaining. We keep sinning. We keep doing the wrong thing. It's so human nature, I think. And kind of a fun fact about that whole Nebuchadnezzar thing. Um, I was reading now this part, I did Google. It was not in my life application study Bible, but um, when we went into Iraq 20 years ago, um, a whole bunch of bricks have been found throughout Iraq, thousands of them, with the name Nebuchadnezzar stamped on them. What were the bricks part of? Do we know that? We don't. I don't know. It wasn't in the article. So I don't know if it, if it was roads or buildings that had been destroyed through bombings and they were, you know, digging through the rubble and they were like, Nebuchadnezzar, what? Um, <laughs> But it just, it seems like that was so, so long ago. And we're reading this book that is history. And yet things like a brick are still there. With and it, what, it, what it does for me is just confirms that these, these are true things that happened. Right. They're not just some fairy tale that somebody made up. There's physical evidence that these people existed. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting to me. Um, so that was 48. 
Jeremiah 48. Jeremiah 49 is interesting because Moab seemed to be condemned for its pride. Um, pride, you know, taking personal credit for what God has done or looking down on other people. Um, God, oops, my notes went away there. God does not condemn taking satisfaction in what we've done as a person. Um, you know, you can do a really good job and, and be proud of that, but we're talking about the kind of pride where we take credit for what God has done and where we overestimate our own kind of importance. Right. And that's what Moab and Edom as well. They thought they were invincible just because of their place in the world, their physical place where they were surrounded by rocks and they were like, we're invincible you know, a lot of pride. What, what did you get from that? Well, well, part of that that spoke to me reminded me of myself when I've been in positions of power and I'm very proud of what I've accomplished, yet kind of full of myself. And every time something happens and knocks me down a peg because I was not giving proper thanks to God for his part in allowing me to get into those positions of power. So I think it's okay to be proud of what you do or what you've done, but also needing to be thankful and grateful to God who helped make it happen. Right, it's kind of like that giving credit to where credit's due. Like when I see an athlete um, and they do something wonderful, a, a tennis player wins a big match and they give thanks to God they're proud of their accomplishment because they worked hard, but they're also thanking God for allowing them to have the skills and be able to do what they do. Right, right. You know what? That's kind of my challenge for today. I love to give a challenge on the GC365. So here's your challenge. Take inventory of your life right now, whatever's going on, kind of take an inventory and ask God to point out and remove anything that you might be too prideful about or anything that you might be harboring as that's mine. Just ask him to remind you that the credit is his and then make sure you give that credit to him. That's my challenge, you guys. I like it. Even drop it in the chat if you want to. Drop what you're too prideful about or what you need to give over. Okay, let's move on to Timothy. Second Timothy three and four. Do you have that open? Do you want to read it for us? I've got it open. Let me find my glasses. My Bible, the print is minuscule. <laughs> oh, ah. Um, here we go. Okay. Well, this is... Paul urging Timothy in the presence of God and Jesus Christ who will someday judge the living and dead. Uh, and he goes on about preaching the word of God. How about just verse three and four? Yep. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. I like it when people tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> right. I was like, I, when I read that, I was like, oh boy, that was how many 
thousands of years ago. And I was like, still true today. today. That is exactly our culture today. It perfectly describes people want to find justification for someone to tell them what they're doing is right. It's okay. Um, you can do whatever you want as long as everybody should accept it. It doesn't matter. Cultures re- rejecting biblical truth and any traditional teachings that we have. But there's just this sense, this pervading sense of, you know what, Karen, I'm going to tell you this and you need to believe what I believe. And if you don't, you're my enemy. We can't come to common ground. We can't disagree and still love each other. It's, it's such a divide. You know, such Crystal, a- that's exactly what I see. And I, I see it when you, when you talk about the COVID vaccine. I mean, divisive, divisive. You talk about politics, divisive, religion, divisive. And why can't we just listen to the other person's point of view without faulting the person for their point of view? It's like you and I talked about, I wanna listen. I don't know that I'm always right. I believe what I believe, but I'm willing to listen. But I come across so many people that don't wanna hear it. And if you don't think like they do, they don't wanna associate with you. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. We're actually, um, you and I are going to be doing this online study in Colossians. By the time this airs, we'll be almost finished with it. But the whole study is about how you can hold your biblical truth, disagree with somebody, but do it in a way that is kind and compassionate and builds bridges as opposed to being divisive. And I'm so excited to start that study. I, I look forward to that study because I know I recognize in myself when somebody doesn't like what I'm saying, the pleaser in me comes out. And instead of standing up for what I believe, I tend to back down and say, oh, well, whatever. I don't right. want- Or you just conversation over. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to argue. I'm very non-confrontational. I don't, want, I don't want discord. I want happiness and peace, you know? Yeah, but that's not always the right thing to do to back down. Like you said, do with patience, respect. There's a way to still hold your ground without making the other person feel bad about themselves. Right. You don't have to argue about it. We can right. we can agree to disagree on things and do it in kindness and love. So we're going to figure out how to do that in our study that we're starting. Um, so then Psalm 95 starts out again, again <laughs> with the anger and the wrath. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it started out praising God. Then it came to anger and wrath. Um, there's, there's Dan and I have commented the Psalms. They're either wringing their hands and pulling their hair out or they're praising. It's whining or praising. There's not much in between. No, no. Well, that's because I think David was David was up or David was down and he wrote most of Psalms. But um, it, the warning in it. Uh, that's what I pulled out because we start out with the praise, then we go to the wrath. The warning is don't harden your hearts. Don't harden your hearts against what God has to say or choose your own path. Don't do that because his destruction will come upon you. He, he has his ways even today. Yeah. Yeah. All is seen. All is seen. <laughs> All is seen. And if your heart is ungrateful, like an ungrateful heart will keep us from the ultimate blessings of God. It really will. Um, 
it always floors me how God kept the Israelites, the ungrateful. There was a whole generation of ungrateful Israelites from entering the promised land. You know, I, I wonder what it was like for the younger Israelites as that generation aged, were they like, let's just get rid of them quickly. <laughs> yeah. Were they thinking, gosh, would you guys hurry up and die? Like we're tired of wandering in the wilderness. What, what were they thinking? What were the younger ones thinking? And, and were the older ones ever regretful? Was there a point where they were like, do we get forgiveness? That story always just makes me wonder. Um, so, but however you look at it, God was looking for grateful hearts. He was looking for us to give him credit for what he's done in our lives. And they, I find I they have didn't to be very, very mindful of practicing gratefulness. It's mm -hmm. easy when things aren't going well to be, woe is me, why is this, why is that? And I have to stop and practice gratefulness at the things that are wonder, wonderful, you know? And but, noticing them, like stopping. You right. said stop and practice, stop and notice. I, and, and I've talked about this on the GC365 before, but I have a thankfulness, gratefulness journal or really list, I guess you could call it a journal that I, I work in every morning. And it helps me to keep that in the forefront of my mind throughout the day. And I find on the days, or sometimes I'll go a week without doing it, you lose that thought of gratefulness throughout the day. You stop practicing it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's our second challenge. So what are our two challenges? One, um, ask God to show you where you have too much pride or where you're not giving credit in the right place, where you're not giving credit to him and you're taking pride yourself. But can we have a second one? Can it be what you just said? Noticing sure. the small things, small things to be grateful for every day. Why not? It's a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Put it in the chat. Put one thing you are grateful for already this morning. One thing that happened. I'm going to give you a minute. I'm going to stare at you while I give you a minute. <laughs> Imagine me reading your chats. I'm trying right now to respond to all of them. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, what did you have to say about Proverbs? What did you think? It made me laugh. The images, you know, the drunk brandishing a thorny brand, that the dog eating its vomit. I mean, it was kind of, ew. <laughs> it's kind of a gross day. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's about all I got out of that. Yeah. Well, the drunk um, brandishing the branch, that kind of cracked me up because I was like, yeah, wisdom in the mouth of a fool it kind of is like that. They just sort of are flailing it about, you know, yeah. <laughs> not maybe in the right circumstance or a way it can be applied to anybody's life. It, it, it did. It amused me that that um, image of maybe the drunk brandishing the thorny branch around. Yeah, that was good. Well, I think that brings us to the end of today, Karen. All right. Been fun, Crystal. It's been super fun. I'm so glad you got to be on here. You guys that are on here every morning, I'm going to be coming for you. <laughs> I am. I need help on these and you don't want to sit here and watch just me. So I'll be, I'll be asking you. 
your opinions. But anyway, I hope you guys have a super fantastic day. Karen, thank you for joining us all the way from Virginia. Well, thank you. And thanks to everybody who's on with us. All right. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day.